Chapter the First, in which I sneeze, wheeze, and curse much. If it weren't for the archers, the pagan Scots would pour over the border and kill us all. It'd be worse than the plague that took my mother and sister eight years ago. Good aunt says the plague should have taken me because I'm so useless. Father says I may be different, but I have as much right to live as anyone. And, he says, when I find my calling, I'll prove it. I've already found my calling. I'm an archer. I've been practicing since we lost a third of the village in that plague. Back then, I was a puny, pale, sickly boy, barely five years old. Now I'm almost thirteen, and still puny, sickly, and pale as milk. A few people say being tiny and white as an angel is a good omen, but far more say I'm evil, that I was the cause of that plague, and that they see the devil in my eyes. If they do, I didn't put him there. I'm no devil, nor am I a tiny angel. Underneath my odd-looking outside, I'm just me, Adrian, a boy, well, almost a man. They'll see. I pick up my bow. The ash wood feels firm yet flexible in my hand. The weight is perfect. I made it myself, mostly. It's a precision weapon. It's not near as big as a longbow, of course, but I can dart in and out and reload faster than the five or six times per minute a longbow archer can handle. I draw back my bow and aim. My left eye is weaker, so I only use my right, and on a sunny day like today, I spread dirt under my eyes to cut the glare so I don't have to squint as much. I may be called Badger, but I can hit my target every time. King Edward would be happy to have me fighting alongside him. He won the Battle of Crecy last month because of expert archers like me. There hasn't been such a victory since the Battle of Slaus in 1340, but I was only six then, so I wouldn't have been much use. At Crecy, though, I like to imagine what I could have done. Squinting, I see just where my arrow will hit the French soldier who tries to kill our king. He doesn't see me. Silently, I release my arrow and watch it fly, hitting its mark, piercing it. I imagine the cheers from the whole army. Adrian of Ashcroft has saved us! But a real voice booms in the distance. Adrian! Coming, father. Quickly, I pull my arrow from its target, which, in truth, is only the birch tree I use for target practice. I hide my bow and arrows in its hollow trunk. Father still doesn't know I practice archery, but he knows what a fine shot I am. And he knows how much I want to be apprenticed to the bowyer and make bows myself. Everyone in the village says the bowyer is a good, fair, and honest man. That's true, but he's also my father. Oh, I know it's unusual to be apprenticed to your own father, but since he won't send me away... He's so overprotective. What benefit is there? And I know he thinks I'm small and weak, in body as well as mind, thanks to good aunt, but I'm not wasting any more of my time at that stupid school. Fleeing the woods down the hill, I see father standing outside our shop. I run as fast as I can, tripping on a tree root. Though I keep from falling, my arms flail as wildly as a goose's wings. Father's shoulders droop. 
His head drops too as I speed up to show him how able I really am, although my chest squeezes and the wheezing starts. Panting, I stumble in front of him. Yes, father? I bend over and clutch my knees as I gasp for air. I sound like a yelping dog. Father looks away. As always, he gives me time for the air to return to my lungs. I try to slow my breathing as I listen to Peter the journeyman inside the shop sorting through the arrow tips, finding just the right one to attach to a shaft. Father trains Peter to make arrows, although bow making is his prime profession. When I raise my head and squint past Father, I see Peter hold up a pointed tip. The sun streams through the door and glints on the steel, and I want to be where Peter is right now, doing something useful, not like me. I stand up as tall as possible.